0: all right welcome to week three of the instructional insider where we focus on teaching learning and curriculum here at the north carolina school of science and math in morganton i'm your host dr morgan pittman instructional designer and curriculum specialist and i'm here with my co-host
1: michelle simpson eighth grade science east mcdowell middle school
0: thank you so much for joining me again today How's your week Ben? How's your week been? It's been great. We've and had a today time. is her birthday. Yes, it is. Happy birthday. They don't want to hear me sing. There's a reason why I am not an artist. Yeah, definitely not a singer. Okay. okay. Not, uh, not me, not you. All, all right. I've right. had a pretty good week. It was um, um, we had a, a conference that we've had this week on the Durham campus, um, and it was an extended weekend, so we only had students on campus for four days this week. Um, but regardless of it being a four-day weekend, our students were hopping right into um, teaching and learning and um, just all kinds of wonderful learning experiences happening on our Morganton campus. So you ready to dive right in on what I saw this week? Let's dive. Okay. So again, remember, I'm going to highlight all the wonderful instructional things I saw on our Morganton campus. I'm going to give you a tip to try, and we're going to have a topic of discussion. All right. Let's go. All right. As a, math, as a science teacher, you're going to love this. So I think this was my favorite highlight of the week. Okay. Okay. So we're
1: going to start with favorite.
0: It's my favorite. Okay. Um, So I went into our physics class. It was just a traditional physics class for juniors. And the students, as I walk in there, I see some with big bottles. Some are over there with tape. Some are with glue guns. Some of them are over there on the computer. And I'm like, what's going on here? So I walk up to my first student group, and I'm like, what's going on? Hey, guys, because they're used to seeing me in there all the time now. So I'm like, what's going on, guys? And i like, oh, we're building water rockets. Ooh. And I'm like, what do you mean a water rocket? And they said, well, the force of the water is used to power the rocket, which is pretty cool. That is. So they showed me different prototypes that they had made using different bottles, and, and they were testing different ones. And that's what the, the girls that were over at the computer, they were researching um, maybe a different bottle that might work better than the one they had used first. Okay. Um, they said the smaller models did not work well. They didn't hold as much water, so they didn't have as much force.
1: That makes sense.
0: So, mass, yeah. All about mass. So, um, I finally went outside with them, and they had this, like, pump thing. It looked like a like a
1: bicycle, like pump. A
0: bicycle pump, or he was pumping up, a, like, a ball or something. And they would pump the water and put air in it, and then it would release and shoot up, creating a rocket. But what do you think happened as the rocket went up
1: well the
0: water would have to be coming out which what happens when it's losing water oh then it it
1: loses the acceleration and it starts to plummet back to earth
0: right but it also the mass changed so there was a lot of discussion about that and then i talked to uh the instructor about how that's similar to like a nasa rocket you think about when we launched dragon just recently as it was going up to the international space station each each area lost different parts which would be losing different mass and how would that change like how does the spaceship mm-hmm. or the rocket have to adjust to the change in mass so i don't know like i'm not the physics major well, here I mean, but i think it's really it does cool. take
1: less fuel yeah
0: the lighter it is the less fuel it takes so, yeah. so i thought that was really cool that is. Um, i've got a video on the um newsletter that everybody can look at to watch um the students so that was really cool i enjoyed that um, again, I got to see uh, more Pogal happening. Did you ever research that?
1: Briefly, Briefly. I'm still okay. trying to dig into it a little bit more. It's uh, definitely very interesting.
0: So remember, that's that. Uh, it's a. It's really like a um, a discourse method with roles, and they discuss things. Um, I got to go into the data science class, and in that class, they were analyzing. The Burke County weather from the last two years, they were looking at something called dry bulb temperature. Oh my,
1: I actually kind of know what that is, strangely enough, because my husband was in meteorology at UNCA and I have heard him talk about that. So,
0: really, it's the real temperature without the moisture. Without the, yep. So, I I, I really enjoyed seeing that live data being utilized, and then they ran what they call a simulation, which kind of uses to uh, take the data and the statistics to have some kind of predictable outcome. Very cool. Forecasting. Forecasting almost, yeah. But using data science that's to forecast awesome. which is big and up and coming I then got to go into a French class that's the first time I've been into a French class I've been to a lot of the Spanish classes but not the French class and he was doing something called a lap book which made my heart sing that elementary background they were building and constructing lap books which had like little flaps and like lots of foldables integrated into the Ooh. lap book it was super cool
1: kind of like a pop-up book
0: kind of but it, it was really but with cool. french words yeah but it was it was on um u.s immigration oh. or immigration i'm not sure if it was immigration but it was immigration so that is interesting <laughs> um in the ceramics class they're working kind of it's a, a joint effort of interdisciplinary connections between our humanities departments where they're preparing because the day of the dead yes which you know has been taking place and they had been making um, like salt dough, ceramic-ish things um, for that. That's coming up Ooh. that they've been uh, working with this week. Um, but you know, we don't have our humanities building, so we're having to improvise. Which means they don't have a true art studio. So our wonderful art instructor, she was very creative. So they went over and used the residence hall ov- oven so that they could bake because they needed to bake. Right. So I thought that was very cool to you know to be flexible. And that way, these students the first year on our campus are are getting the best experience possible, even though they're not in a permanent spot for for the arts.
1: But you know, sometimes doing something like that is more meaningful.
0: Absolutely. That's cool. So then I went to the robotics class. Now, last week, if you remember, I got to see the robots in action. They were using their optical sensors and looking for the color red. Yes. Now, that is super cool to watch. Um, In fact, there is actually a VEX World Championship, so that's the name of the robots, the VEX, um, and they can go and perform. I would love to see some of our NCSSM students eventually performing at the World Championship. It was super cool, there's a link to watch for that. But what I got to see was them learning how to code. Their instructor was teaching them how to code, which was really cool to see it from that perspective instead of just the final product. Um, I had never seen them write code before.
1: I I have never experienced actually writing code. I know that it's not the easiest thing to do. You want to understand, but it's, that is a field that is up and coming.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And then I got to go into a couple of different American studies class. In one, they were um, continuing their studies on Emerson's book, Nature. And so that they can get that um, viewpoint of Emerson of how to use your senses and engage in nature, they took them outside and in nature so that they could truly get in that moment of thinking and writing with that that nature um, experience. So. Ooh, and some of your best writing has come out of nature. Absolutely. Floating Absolutely. down the river. Floating down the river comes a lot of my book. It
1: comes a lot of... Uh...
0: Really good life lessons. Life lessons. Yes, the river teaches us lots of life lessons. It does. It's and then the, a lot of And then the next one, and I will probably butcher this word, Uh-oh. but the students were doing presentations, and I'm going to come back to presentations at the end, um, and they were using a style called Pika, Pika. It sounds like Pikachu, but it is not Pikachu. Okay. Uh, How do we
1: spell it?
0: P-E-C-H-A. K-U-C-A-H. That does sound like Pikachu. It, it does, but it's not. It's not Pikachu. It's not okay. Pikachu. And I'm horrible at pronouncing, but it is a style you can look it up of how to present things. And if I remember correctly, in it you have to do 20 slides, 20 seconds each. So it ends up being 400 seconds, I think. Yeah, 20 and 20, 20 times 20 would be 400. Yeah. Yep. So it roughly is about six minutes long, which is really cool, which makes you have to highlight the key points instead of really like. Um, you d- can't go off on tangents
1: squirrels. You squirrel. can't go on tang-
0: tangents and squirrels. Yeah. Nope, tan- no tangents and squirrels. So. All right. So now I want to give you, um, it was a shorter week, so I didn't get to see as much, but I still saw a lot. That is a lot. Um, tips to try. Okay, tip to try. So I've been into a lot of classrooms over the last couple of weeks, and I've seen a lot of student presentations. I think student presentations are phenomenal because you're learning as, as the presenter, you're learning presentation skills, whether you end up having to give some kind of professional development in your career. Or whether you are, you know, a business presentation. I know my husband has to do those a lot with his job. Whether you are um, kind of trying to sell a product and doing sales pitches, those are all um, presentations.
1: Hey, I'm going to bounce one another one
0: teaching. Teaching is a presentation. Teaching it, is presentation. I mean, um, if you are in any kind of like ministry, they're they're, presentating, or presentating. It, it they're presenta- presenting or presenting. Presentation is a presentation, and so. It's a skill that can go into so many job fields and careers. So that's super important. And also the just the behind the scenes of prepping, not just the actual presentation, but the prepping of a presentation. That's just priceless. It's invaluable. Like I 100% believe our kids need to be presenting. Definitely. But here's the thing. So as I'm watching a lot of presentations and as a teacher myself, I know I was guilty for this as well, is I see one highly engaged student. We're going to talk about student engagement in a minute. And then I see 15 passive compliance. Mm. Are you going what's passive compliance?
1: Sure. What is passive compliance?
0: Well, they're 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 listening, but it's just kind of
1: going in one ear and out the other pretty much okay
0: so really when you're doing a student presentation the presenter fully authentic learning happening there Mm -hmm. but you've got however other many kids that are the listeners that are just sitting there so i want to introduce something called the tag protocol t-a-g Ooh, that has to be an
1: acronym it is an acronym what is
0: t-a-g so, acronym four. as the students are still presenting, the listeners have to do a tag. They have to do T. Tell something they liked about the presentation. Okay. Okay. What really wowed you, what you enjoyed, the best part, what you connected to, what you liked. Just tell them something. Gotcha. Right? The G. G. I forgot the A. I'm sorry, A. I can't spell real well. No, that's okay. I was paying attention. You tried to catch me. I know what you were doing. The A. So T, A. The A is ask a question. Oh, okay. Okay? Okay. So why did you or how will you or what did you mean by or why or did you consider? Like, ask them a question. Maybe something you were confused about. Okay. Okay? Instead of giving them something negative, you phrase it in the form of a question. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And then the last, the G. T-H-G mm-hmm. is give a positive suggestion.
1: Have you noticed something? So Every single one of those were all positive. Yes. There's never anything. So
0: negative. Um, you could give the suggestion for something, give something you might change, uh, maybe give something they could add or something maybe they could consider. So I really like it because everything's positive. So it's not negative feedback. Um, and the and the students will think of it as negative. It also now, it takes that, 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 that work off the instructor, the teacher, and puts it on the student. The teacher does not need to be the one doing the work. I mean, it's a class, the students are the learners. Why is the teacher doing all the work? I like that. So, you know, putting it, the job on the students for the feedback, you could, I've, I've included a paper form or you could do it like in a Google form Mm -hmm. um, so that the students can use it through digital or you could print it out. But um, yeah, I really liked that tip to try, tag. I do too. Yep. We'll have to try that. Okay, Tag, you're it. So, which brings us back around to our discussion topic of the day. And I kind of touched on it just a second ago. Mm -hmm. It is student engagement. Student engagement. All right, so I'll be quite honest. I've worked at all kinds of different schools, I've worked at schools where um you know there's a lot of behavior issues i've worked in schools that are very well behaved i've been in classrooms that are amazing and 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 the students are engaged and then i've been in some where students aren't engaged okay Um, i've been in you know from pre-k all the way to adult learners and it can happen at any level so age does not matter here Mm -hmm. but we have what's called the level of engagement and what we typically see as, yeah, the students are engaged, is really what we would call compliance, okay? They, they're they doing what they're supposed to. They're being well-behaved. They're doing the assignment. They look like they're listening. They'll raise their hand. They'll answer the question, but they're just kind of compliant. So they're I mean, muddling through. Right, right. And it, it's not authentic. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're looking for at the top level is authentic engagement. When I was in that physics class and those kids were building and testing and researching and digging into whatever their prototype needed, they were authentically engaged. There was they could they could care less if I was watching them or if something walked by, like the time flew by for them. Whereas if I'm listening to a presentation, I'm being respectful, I'm listening, I'm being compliant. Gotcha. And a lot of times that happens. Oh, it does. I mean, if you think about they're just kind of sitting there working on an independent assignment, they're being compliant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If they're if they're um, giving the presentation, they're authentically engaged. But if, if they're just kind of, um, you know, working on something quietly, it's really just compliance. And you're going to have that. Like every kid is not going to enjoy everything you do. I have put on horse and pony shows before, and some kids could care less. And you're yes. not, not going to reach every kid in everything you do. And typically I see half compliant and half authentic engaged in about every classroom. But it's something to keep in mind when you're creating your assignments. Yes. Um, last week we talked about turn and talks. That's a great way to boost back that um, authentic engagement because they're having to engage in a conversation. You can't be passive if you're just sitting there, if you're talking and thinking. Um, and then if you go down, so the top level we want is authentic engagement. That is the Mac Daddy up at the top. Gotcha. And then we have what we called
1: compliance. Which you is that oh, we're listening, we're being respectful, yeah. but.
0: They do the good work. They turn in the grades. Yeah. That's a lot of it. Then we have what they call is like a ritual compliance where Ooh. it's, they're only doing it because there's like a positive or negative. Uh, they're, they're almost like a ritually trained. Like, I know I'm doing this because you're going to give me a piece of candy or a sticker or a grade. grade. So that can also be, or it could be, I'm doing this so I don't get in trouble with my parents or so I don't get on academic probation or I don't get suspended from the ball team or something like that. Or
1: like now, here at East, you don't have working lunch.
0: Yeah. So that that can also kind of go with that. Are they being compliant? Are they being a ritual compliance? And you really wouldn't know. Right, that's more of that intrinsic. What's in their, what they're right. thinking. Right, and then I have not seen a lot of this, but retreatism, um, where they're kind of retreating. They're I know I saw this a lot at the middle school level, where kids will just sit there and they don't do anything. Oh. Um, they don't do the work. They don't do the assignment. There's no interest. They're not misbehaving per se, but they're not doing the assignment. I know a few of those. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And then you have rebellion. You can every get, God. it's just outright disruption, defiance. Um, so you can kind of see the, the level, but um, it's just something to think about. I'm not saying compliance is bad. I think it, you're never gonna hit every kid every time and every assignment and every subject, you're just Ooh. not. But really just keeping in mind, am I, am I, am I being authentically engaging as a teacher? Can you think of something that you've done in your class that was truly authentically engaging?
1: Yes. As a matter of fact, I can. Yesterday we did lab stations. It was my first attempt at actually, instead of just doing stations, we did labs, many labs at each one. Mm -hmm. There were six of them that I had running at any one time. And the kids, absolutely, the feedback I received was amazing. They want more of those. They
0: good. They were, there
1: were 10 minutes. They were of, hungry for it. They were. They got up and moved. They were well-behaved. They worked. They, yes, they had questions to answer, yeah. but they had conversations. Why is this bubbling? Why did it turn blue? Is this a physical change? Is it a chemical change? What happened? Why? I mean, the conversations were amazing. I'm
0: hearing conversation, which is student discourse. Yes. And I'm hearing movement. Yes. I mean, those are two simple things to implement, um, to create engagement.
1: And the kids on lab days like that, the kids always say, man, this class is always so short. I wish we had more time. Now those sit and get days, forget that. Yeah.
0: And those sit and get days are, I mean, you have to do it sometimes. You do. And that's where those protocols like the, you know, the turn Turn and and talk talk or think pair share can come into play. Um, which i'm going to be hosting on monday my very first conversations and coffee with dr pitman um it is going to be where i'm going to give little tips and tricks to to take away for the week and i'm also don't be jealous michelle but i'm making them my french press coffee
1: oh okay everyone out there you have to go to this her French press is phenomenal.
0: So RSPV is that right? R-S-P-R-S-V-P. RSVP RSVP when yeah. I send out that Google invite if you're going to come you can come in the morning or in the afternoon whatever fits best for your schedule. I'd love to see you guys And remember if you want to join me on an episode of this podcast to shoot me an email, And also, if you have anything you want me to highlight, I know I just randomly pop in your class at any given day, but if you've got something that you absolutely want me to see, please let me know. I would love to showcase your amazing teaching that you are doing each and every day. So please continue to keep doing what you're doing, and I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.